January 19, 2021, Sports Counterpoints Podcast. We are back. Uh, we're kicking it today about the NBA, um, go over some quick takes, go over who we think is going to be in the playoffs, and then a quick NFL rundown. Brian and Coop, what's happening, guys? What's going on? Hey, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, back at it. Got a, a pretty uh, normal cadence at this part, so uh, let's get to it, man. So NBA, um, you guys got any quick hitters or kind of just – Let's let's kick it off. What are you guys thinking about this season so far? Shit. Well, me on the other hand, uh, how I think about it, uh, same how every uh, beginning of the uh, season starts out. Not really too much defense. Uh, people are starting to get their, trying to get their legs back. Uh, some people are actually just trying to get rest because they didn't get a long enough break uh, as an off season. I think it was only off seventy two days, which was very very short. Uh, you see, you can tell by there's some teams who are just kind of kind of cruising. Uh, you know, just trying to, uh, you know, get adjusted to new teammates and trying new things, see what, you know, combinations work. And then you got other teams who are really trying, you know, really trying very hard to win every game like the Milwaukee Bucks. That's pretty much what they do in a regular season. Uh, but uh, other than that, though, beginning of the season, you can't really tell too much about what teams are. You kind of want to wait till later the season to find out what really teams are. Uh, but uh, that's just what I see right now in the beginning. What about you, B? Well, I see an organization that was so smart with the bubble going uh, sideways and doing a bunch of really ridiculously stupid stuff, you know, when it relates to COVID. Um, nonstop, their games canceled or postponed due to uh, contact tracing. We talked about it a, a few episodes back, and I was saying that I just can't see how an indoor sport played with close proximity where everyone plays with everyone else, right? So there's not any point in time where you have an offense and a defense. Everyone's playing at the same time. I didn't see how you could do contact tracing after you have a, uh, someone get sick from COVID and not um, end up with a whole bunch of the team. And that's pretty much exactly what's happened. You have, you know, one person get it. They got to they do contact tracing. Half the team's got to be out. Um, if and, and it's always a mystery to me how they, you know, they'll say, oh, there's eight players out and three that, are, that were not. Um, when they're all sitting on the bench relatively close, but, you know, six feet apart, no one's wearing masks, no one's wearing masks correctly. Um, and you have an indoor sport. So um, it's unfortunate, you know, that, that they're, they, they didn't learn from their successes um, and decided to kind of go down the route of failure on the other, on the other side of the thing. Yeah. It was a short, really short break. Um, I, it totally made sense. We talked about this a while back. It totally makes sense for the, the NBA to try and get people back sooner because the Christmas games um, are, you know, very, very valuable uh, to the NBA and they needed to do what it takes to, to make sure that they stayed profitable. So many other sports leagues are having all types of problems in the time of COVID and having to, um, you know, uh, do force majeure clauses and, 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 and do what they can to protect themselves and their ability to, to stay solvent. Um, you know, the NBA has been down, but, they are still in a absolutely wonderful uh, situation. Plenty of people made tons and tons of money in the off season with lots of really big deals. So it certainly didn't scare people off away from spending money. And now we have the season and it's, it's been, it's been interesting so far. I mean, you know, there's been obviously a lot that's gone on with trades and, and um, you know, pickups and team formation, but it's, it's certainly been an interesting season so far. Yeah, speaking of trades, I mean, let's talk about the biggest one, right, with Harden. Um, biggest one, I mean, by star power, not because Harden was wearing a fat suit that he apparently took off. Uh, what do you guys think <laughs> about that? 
Um, well, I thought it was an outstanding trade by Houston. I mean, when you get a player who basically shows up in, looking out of shape, uh, to, to take on your point, and not interested in playing, playing, you know, uh, lackluster basketball, getting into it with his teammates. I don't even know what that was about because it wasn't like his teammates had anything to do with his problem with the organization. Um, you know, you have to get rid of them. And it's usually very, very difficult to try and get some level of value. But to have worked the initial trade between Houston and um, the, the Nets was amazing. To have then turned it around and added the Pacers to get Oladipo on the team uh, was even more impressive. And then it sounds like, you know, Houston might even be doing uh, some more work to try and continue to improve that team. So, you know, that's a pretty, a pretty remarkable uh, set of events. Um, you know, obviously, uh, what's going to happen in, 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 in Brooklyn is going to be dependent on whether or not the three of those players are able to kind of gel together. You saw, we saw some early returns with with just Harden and KD, they played really well. Uh, Harden obviously wanted to prove to the world that he um, could play basketball again, and, and, and darn near got a quadruple d- uh, double, um, but did get a triple double. So yeah, I can't see it in Boston. Uh, sorry, in uh, in New Jersey or Brooklyn as it is now. Sorry, uh, but you know it's a good move for them to try. I mean, you're going to go for broke. If you're going to spend as much money as they've spent on players, um, you, you might as well just put your cards on the table and see what happens next. You're all in. Uh, but I, I, I personally don't see how it could lead to a championship. Um, NBA absolutely needs chemistry and, and I just don't see how they're going to be able to develop it. Jason. Yeah. What do you think? Hope? Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I love the trade uh, for Houston. I said before when Harden was there the, to give that new coach a chance to succeed, you're going to have to get rid of Harden and just kind of start all over a little bit, try to get something as much as you can for him and give him a chance because with Harden, I just don't see how you win anything with him. So I love the trade for, for Houston and also getting Oladipo as well. But I also love the trade for the Nets because for the first time that I can remember, uh, since Jason Kidd, Kenya Martin, Kerry Kittles was there, the Nets are actually watchable now. Um, I want to see their games. Uh, i interested in them. I'm really not interested in James Harden and, and Kevin Durant together because I know that works. I've seen that combination before, and it works. And James Harden can actually pass the ball pretty decently. He's a willing passer at times, especially when he plays with KD, as you saw the other night when KD had like the quietest 42 points ever. But Harden will can distribute the ball. Um, I'm not, I'm waiting to see when Kyrie comes back because I think I'm with you, Brian. I think that that just that whole dynamic between those three just doesn't work. Um, the regular season they could probably get through it, but the problem will be the playoffs when there's less possessions, uh, when you need stops on defense, uh, when you need critical shots made. You know all those things. Who's going to who's going to make that stop? Are they going to be all willing to play good team defense? Who's going to take that last shot and et cetera? So. Uh, I'm waiting to see this team when Kevin, when Kyrie uh, Irving uh, gets back, um, because if there's fights in the locker room or arguments or things we hear throughout the season and it possibly somebody, you know, talk about somebody, one of them getting traded, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. But I definitely expect this team to be in the playoffs as a high seed as the number one seed. But I don't I don't I don't see a championship coming, especially since they really don't have a, uh, a bench now as well. So. Yeah, that's, I bet, I bet they can get out the they can get out the East though. 
Yeah. What's that? I bet they could get out the East, though. Yeah, I'm sure they, they should get out the East. If they don't, it's an absolute failure. Yeah. I don't know that they will, but, um, I mean, obviously they have a really good chance. They have three talented players. Uh, but I do think Boston, Milwaukee, even the 76ers um, look like teams to to that can make a run with it. And they have chemistry and they're looking for ways to create more chemistry. And, and you know, until Kyrie comes back and those two guys can share oh, three guys, but uh, can share a basketball without dribbling uh, the 20, the, the 24 second clock every time down. Um, it's it's all still a mystery to me. Brian, who's your first option and who's your last option on that team? Well, Katie's my first option. Okay. Uh, and and the the problem that you and I are talking about is who is your second option, right? So right. Katie, ha- Katie has to be your guy. Agreed. And, the, and I think Kyrie understood that it was going to be Katie than himself. But I don't think that Kyrie would put himself behind James Harden. And I don't. I know Harden won't put himself behind Kyrie. I'm not even sure he has the the ability to put himself behind Oklahoma City. If you remember, the reason he left Oklahoma City was because he wanted to be the star option. He went from being part of a team that was really good in Oklahoma City to becoming the the man in Houston. And he went to Houston because that's what he wanted. Um, so I know you know he he may be able to get. To the point where he's like, okay, KD is the guy and we're going to play with KD. Um, but I just can't see him putting himself behind Kyrie, and I'm not sure Kyrie could do the same. I mean, both of those guys, they need the ball. They dribble a lot. They don't exactly shoot for a percentage. Um, they're both very talented, obviously. Uh, and so there's not really any discernible stat where you can be like, oh, the number two guy has to be this person because of efficiency, because of clutch rating because of ball handling skills because they can draw fouls because they're basically the same type of player in that regard yeah i in, in my mind i'm with you on katie being number one in my mind james harden's number two i just think he's a better outside shooter and i think he's a better pass. i know james harden doesn't didn't pass much in houston but i think he's a better passer than um than kyrie i don't think kyrie is a willing passer at all at any time during the game whereas harden has proven here and there that he's a willing passer and can get guys uh, shots and get them open. So Harden would be my number two guy, but it's going to be interesting to see how those players are drawn up at the end of the games as who's take the the last shot. And if KD misses, then who's going to get the the last shot for the next game or whatever. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, but wait a minute, you said he's a better, I mean, James Harden shoots for like, what is it? 33%. Uh, Kyrie Irving's at 40, right? For three from three, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I the thing about James Harden is he chucks, you know, he is a quantity scorer, um, not a, a efficient scorer, never has really been and never really tried to, right? I mean, his trick has always been he gets to the free throw line, um, as much as anybody uh, has ever been able to, uh, questionably, in my opinion, but he gets there. Uh, and, and he, you know, that's how he racks up a ton of his points. But anyways, I see it. Like I said, I, I totally understand. I just don't see how one of those two is going to allow it to happen. Yeah. This isn't a a, 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 a a quality conversation, in my opinion. It's an ego conversation. Yeah. Who will allow themselves to be the third guy? Right. Um, and who will, you know, who's going to take out the ball? Like, <laughs> you know, who's going to bring it yeah. up? 
with with those two guys on the court who both need the ball, both like to dribble, both do not like to give uh, give it away. I agree with you, by the way, on the passing. Though I think I do think Harden is a pretty decent passer when he wants yeah, to be. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we kind of went into the playoffs because I, I mean I think they could get out the East just because of the way the playoffs are kind of built. We'll see how it is with traveling all that this year, but I mean even with other teams you guys mentioned with more chemistry, um, I think that team is you know can probably. And we'll have to see, right? But I think they'd have enough to pull it out to get out of the East, and then we'll have to see. But there are some some beasts out there. But potentially, depending on where teams fall in seeding, you may only play you know one or two of those teams. If you're a high seed, like you said, you're going to play an eight, then you're going to play, you know what I mean, another lower seed potentially, and then maybe one of the tops at the end. So we'll see. Uh, but kind of going that route in the playoffs, who do you guys got? Let's just start with the East because we're talking about the Nets. Who do you guys think? you know, out of the, the East, what's your one through eight, and then who's on the outside looking in? And either of you so I, it off. How about this? How about we go team by team, uh, uh, Brian? So what about the Celtics? Think about them. They're in? Yeah, let's just uh, – well, let's actually just go through our eight because if we go team by team, yeah, we're going to we're gonna get in. But uh, I'll, I'll just say my eight and real quick, and then you can uh, – we can talk about it afterwards. But mine are Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Nets, Raptors, Pacers, Heat, and Magic. Um, I I would split it into top four. Like the Nets, Bucks, Sixers, and Celtics will be some portion of the top four, and the Raptors, Pacers, Heat, and Magic will be some portion of the bottom four in that. Um, one thing that I think is going to be really interesting is the, the, the Heat were, are the Eastern Conference champions. They could very well sneak in as an A seed or a seven seed because of the way they play in the regular season and, and a bunch of other pieces um, and end up playing, having a first round matchup against the Nets or the Bucks or the 76ers or whatever, they could be a seventh and get the Nets who are two. And you could, uh, you could have a situation where you're, you're playing an Eastern conference championships type series in your first round, which is why I don't think it's necessarily a given for the Nets. And that was why I was talking about that. Jason, who's your eight? Okay, my surprise. I got Boston. I got Philly. Got Brooklyn. I got the Knicks in there as an eighth or seventh or eighth seed. I have Milwaukee. I have Indiana. I have Miami, and I also have. Uh, that should be seven. I have Orlando in there as eighth seed. So who's the, so who's the team that you have first out? The first out, Toronto. I was gonna say you didn't have the Raptors in there. I, I have them. I have them like fourth. You know, fourth, fifth, sixth. Um, and you got him out. Okay. Yeah. Look, I know you want to love my man, Julius Randle, um, <laughs> but I'm still awfully surprised by the Knicks. Um, anyways, my, my, my first, my first team out was, was actually the Hawks, you know, with real close proximity, like the Hornets. I had the Knicks a little bit further out. I have them improving this year in my mind, but, but I didn't have them in the playoffs. So that's pretty interesting. Why do you, why do you think they're going to be in the playoffs? Um, I think because they have enough young guys that because, you know, Tibbs like to run people in the ground. So I think they have enough young guys for him to run into the ground to play hard every game in the regular season. And they have been playing hard, even on nights where they haven't been shooting well. They've still played enough good defense to actually pull out some games this year. Um, it's not impressive, but for the Knicks, it, it kind of is impressive. So there are certain teams that just takes the regular season seriously and certain coaches like Brad Stevens, like the coach from Milwaukee and like Tibbs. So I think they'll be able to, you know, grind out enough victories in the they're in the East. So it's a little easier in the East than it was in West, but they're able to grind out enough victories in the East to get the seventh seed. That's what I believe. So, I mean, look, 
I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on the the youth of the team and the talent of the team. I do think they're going to get better. I don't think this is going to be the time that they get into the playoffs. Um, and it, it, look, Julius Randle is leading the team in points, rebounds, and assists. Mm-hmm. And the only two that he's not leading in are steals and blocks, in which he's second to Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of of pressure you know everyone who's listened to the show knows that I've always been a big fan of Julius Randle and didn't think he should be gone and think that he's much you know he's he's he actually has uh, all-star type talent I think he'll make the all-star time this year I just don't you know when you have RJ Barrett um and guys like you know him as your is your kind of your your main guy when you have Austin Rivers kind of playing out of position at point guard um I think it's just hard to put it all together. Uh, that's not to say that they can't. I just I think it's next year for them. You know how we always talk about the Sacramento Kings about their, their year away, two years, two years away. Yeah, yeah two Phoenix, years away, yeah. a year two. Yeah, yeah, I think the Knicks are a year or two away um, if they keep this able to keep this team together. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, yeah. I had uh, I had I had the Hawks not not making it. I you know I just they're not they're not good enough to be that team just yet. Um, but uh, they, you know, they've obviously got a very talent, a lot of talent in, uh, in Trey young. I, I just, you know, right now they mathematically they'd be in, but I, I just don't think that, that they're going to be able to maintain it down the stretch. Um, I, yeah. I've just yeah. never been a Trey. I know you've been a Trey young guy and he can ball, but I just personally never been a Trey young guy myself. I just, See him just chucking up a lot of shots and not playing too much defense. Now, I know he averaged a lot of assists in college, but those are like Westbrook type of assists where you get double team. You got to give it to somebody. Man, the guy is averaging nine assists this year. Yeah, I just don't see him as a playmaker. He's he's third in the league in assists. I don't see him as a playmaker. I just like West just because you put – there's guys like Stephon Marbury averaged nine assists. You don't make anybody better. I just don't. There's a difference between people who get assists because they have the ball a whole lot and being third in the league in assists, that's uh, that's less coincidence than 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 anything. You know, that, that's not. I get your point. Like he he chucks a ton, right? Um, and he doesn't exactly shoot for percentage, uh, but he also can make. He's he's also a decent playmaker. I'm not saying he's a great one, but nine assists a game is nine assists a game. That's that's eighteen at least eighteen points that he makes the teammates uh, get. Yeah, and it's not like he also has a, a lot of, you know, he doesn't have a lot of talent on the team with him. That's a problem. You know, DeAndre Hunter's looking pretty good. John Collins has always been solid, uh, but Clint Capella is kind of like a, a, a real factor, right? He's leading the team in in rebounds and blocks. Um, anyways, it, like I said, I, I don't. I, they're the team I think is not isn't going to get there. I just don't think that they're good enough yet. Uh, so they're on the outside looking in. Uh, and then I also like a lot of the things that Orlando's doing. Um, it sucks that, you know, they had the major injury uh, that's kind of like hanging over, but ultimately they're able to see uh, Cole play now. Right. And that will be better for them going down the, you know, Cole Anthony in before last year was considered the number one pick in the draft, uh, went to North Carolina, didn't really work out for him. Uh, and then got on this team where Markel Fultz was running it. He got injured, um, and now Cole Anthony is the starting uh, starting guard, starting point guard. And he he looks likes he looks like he belongs. So you know, 
we'll see what they can do and how, what they can and and what they can bring it down the stretch. And I just have them as the the last team in. Mm-hmm. Got you. What about on the west side? Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you who we have on the west. Of course, we have our beloved Lakers. We also have the Clippers. I have the Jazz. I have the Trailblazers because they just seem to find a way in the playoffs every year. I have the Phoenix Suns. They're playing some good ball with Chris Paul, so I definitely have them in. Then the Mavericks aren't playing too well. Even the Nuggets aren't playing too well. Also have those teams in. And then as the eighth-seeded team, this was a tough one. It was between the Spurs, uh, the Warriors, and the uh, and the Pelicans. And I think I'm going to take – ah, this was tough. I think I'm going to take um, – I think I'm gonna take the Spurs to get in at the AFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, different order, but same teams. I have Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Nuggets, Mavericks, Suns, and Spurs. Spurs and Trailblazers. Um, Trailblazers always seem to have a tough time in the regular season. Uh, you know, they're always trying to, to play to get in late. Uh, I was telling you that I was looking at you know 538, which is a really fun website to look at and looking at the stats. And one thing that shocked me is that one of the most efficient and best players on both sides of the court in the entire league is CJ McCollum and Dame Williams way down. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, it, it was interesting to see that. And it reminds me just how good CJ McCollum is. You know, he may not get the notoriety because he doesn't have the flair that Dame Lillard have and Dame's wonderful, but uh, he's a really, really outstanding player. I, f- I feel like they're going to get in. I just, don't think the Pelicans are ready yet. Um, and I'm not going to, it's not, they're the team that I have being the, the, the one looking right on the outside. Uh, it was interesting when I was thinking about this because the Grizzlies were a team that, you know, made the, pl- you know, made a playoffs and got to the, a point where they, they were um, supposed to be like a top, a top team going forward. Yet I have them falling off a little bit. Um, and then it's also weird not to have the Rockets or the Warriors, uh, even be a consideration, which, you know, the, yeah. the, the, I just don't think the Warriors, um, they're just too streaky. I think that they finish on the outside in a, in a strong West. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I just don't think the, the, the Rockets are going to be, I think the Rockets are going to be making another trade um, and they're just never going to really be able to find their, 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 their stride until next season. Yeah. Yeah, the Warriors have games where they just look, you know, really good, and they just have games where they just – it's an up-and-down team. You're used to seeing the Warriors being a more consistent team. Now they're such a high-variance team. You don't really know what you're going to get day in and day yeah. out with them. So, I, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a wild-card one. I think the Rockets are not going to make the playoffs, and I think DeMarcus Cousins is going to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I think he's getting traded. Well, you know, you don't win championships with DeMarcus Cousins on your team. So whoever bids him, beware. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. He got hurt for the Lakers. We won last year. I'm trying to tell I you. Like he didn't it. play one game. Yep. I was I was excited, right. too. I, I like DeMarcus. Um, but, yeah. All right. So hey, you Glenn, got, what you think? Glenn, you, have, you, Glenn, yeah, you got any, uh, any uh, you know, you agree with one of us, disagree? How about Toronto? Like something about Toronto or Atlanta or, you know, some in the West, the Pelicans? You got somebody in or out? I really can't even say, man. All I've been watching is the Lakers. I haven't watched oh, nobody gotcha. else or really really paid any other attention um, to anything else going on NBA-wise, just for other stuff going on. You know what I mean? But well, Let's talk Lakers then. Um, I mean, from the games I've seen, you know, obviously that most recent game, the Warriors last night, you know, good win for the Warriors. Um, to me, looks like what – 
you know, top level teams often do um, coming off a championship, especially same thing the Warriors used to do um, in other seasons outside of the 72 and 10 or um, yeah, or no, what is 73 and nine? Was it? 73 and nine on you. Yeah. They, um, you know, you'll, you'll take a game off, man. Like you got to be dedicated to trying to win every single game and they were up 19 and just kind of let their foot off the gas and you can't coast to, you know, a win with, you know, a team that can eat up. And with a shooter like Curry out there, and they just started coasting, uh, which happens during the season. Um, I mean, I like how the you know like how the team is constructed. I actually thought we we're gonna lose a lot with all the the big guys we we lost. Um, so far, I've been playing kind of solid. You know, I just got to see if we can make it through a full season with everybody healthy. But you know, it's kind of my initial thoughts, and they're really the only team I've watched honestly, and anybody who's played us. What about you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, look. I- I, I like the way the team is constructed. I was a little concerned with the athleticism at, at, at the uh, center spot, but um, I, and I see us probably keeping that last spot and trying to finish, uh, try and sign somebody later on. Who's a little bit at the athletic big man, but they're, they're playing well. They play well organized. Uh, obviously there's a little malaise that sets in when you get big, uh, big uh, leads early. Um but, uh, you know, I, I think that they look, it's great watching uh, um, Montrez Harrell play. I mean, he is an absolute beast. Uh, and it's also cool to see another Gasol on the team. Dennis Schroeder has been outstanding. And AD and LeBron James are, you know, still amongst the best players in the league. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm not, also the Warrior game, man. That was more of the Lakers losing, not the Warriors really winning. Um, you know, we've seen this being Laker fans for years, how they just, you know, blow leads yeah. and kind of don't care. So I really don't give the Warriors too much credit for winning. It's more of the Lakers just losing the game, not really caring. But I like what I've seen so far. They've, got a, they've come out the gate pretty strong. I think they're like 9-4 and four or something right now. Um, I'm just looking for consistency. From the new the new guys we got on the team, I love Harold. Uh, he comes off the bench and just you know straight balls. Looks like he yeah. like, he's really into having the championship. He's he's into it. Um, you know LeBron, he definitely wants his for his legacy, and AD of course for his as well. But um, you know I like the pieces. I just want them just keep playing consistent basketball. I don't expect over you know seventy or eighty games, however many games they're playing. I expect them to you know kind of you know not dog it, but not really put too much energy. Maybe like in the February month maybe like beginning of march or something because you just don't get the same consistent effort effort for every single game of the season but i expect them to pick it up uh towards you know the last 20 25 games of the season going into the playoffs and i do expect them to get a um a number one seed uh as well so um a lot of credit though um the guy who's actually stayed out the news lebron was like known to some people as a coach killer but a guy i think who's done really well doesn't get enough credit is frank vogel uh, yeah, Frank Vogel's cut. He's kind of kept this uh, whole thing together. You hear a lot of things. LeBron, he does get the coach fired. He's uncoachable, blah, blah, blah. You never hear him say anything passive aggressively in interviews or nothing about Frank Vogel. So, uh, again, got to give credit to him for keeping this whole thing together and getting these new pieces uh, to jail. And it makes me respect him as a coach because you can have a star, as we know, and not win. I mean, we've seen Kurt Rambis and Dale Harris do it. You know, then Phil Jackson comes in and he wins. You know what I mean? So, it's not easy. Uh, to coach stars, it should be. We think it should be easy, but you got to get the star to respect you. And it looks like LeBron actually respects uh, Frank Vogel, which means everybody else falls in line. So a lot of credit to him and his coaching staff and all those guys. 
Yeah, they're eleven and four, by the way. Even better. Um, Yeah, I expect them to. They'll make sure that they get the one seed. They, you know, barring injuries, um, they know how to play throughout a long season. These are, you know, there's a lot of veterans on this team. Um, You know, even the 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 energy guys like the Heralds, the Schroders, you know, at least understand how to play with veterans, Um, and and so they know they know how to make these things right when it's time and get down the stretch. And I think Schroeder I still played think with Chris need- Paul, right? He played with Chris Paul last year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So it should be and easier. Schroeder, Schroeder, and Paul took him underneath his wing. I mean, they they became really close and a lot of game development as a result of playing with Paul, uh, Chris Paul. Um, anyways, but yeah, they, they, they do think that they're going to need to find an athletic big man in the, the uh, secondary market when people start getting cut. There's already been rumors about how they've talked to McGee about – you know, it's it's likely that he's going to get traded out of out of Detroit now that they picked up the the player in the the four way trade, um, and so they're hoping that, that they can trade McGee. If trade if McGee gets traded, it's likely that he gets traded and then cut. If he gets traded and then cut, he can go back to the Lakers. If he gets uh, just cut, he has to go to another team before he can go to the Lakers, which means it wouldn't happen. There's already talk about him ending up back there at the end of the year so that they have some athleticism off the bench in the big man positions. I don't know if it'll happen. It's just, you know, what the, what the, right. what the chats are about. Yeah. Well, it's the only useless people I see on the team right now is Wesley Matthews and Kuzma. Other than that, everybody else is pretty useful. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Wes Matthews defensive numbers are actually really, really good. Kuzma. I agree with you. He, he's, he has not been good anywhere, but Wes Matthews, um, has actually has actually played solid defensive basketball um, from a, a, a player rating standpoint. Um, the, the the guy who has actually the 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 uh, worst numbers in the on the team is is Marquise Morris, um, but we'll see. And, and Costas, but he hasn't played much at all. What happened to Avery Bradley? He plays in Miami. Yeah, he plays in Miami. Yeah, he was not coming back after oh, after right. ditching the team. Oh, no, 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 no. Hell no, he's mm-hmm. not coming back. He ditched the team. Ditched your teammates. I understand. I mean, I get it. But, I mean, if you're he a made team, the right, Yeah, he made the right decision, right. but you can't come back from that. Yeah, you can't come back from that. Hell got no. it. Okay, I never heard it. I never heard anything about him again, so that's why. Yeah. Okay, um, got it. So, quick NBA rundown. You guys have any other, like, quick hitters or anything else that's kind of surprising you about the season or – I mean, even with the like Brian kind of mentioned the COVID situation too. I mean, I know we've lost a few games, but I have. Well, I'll, I'll say one thing. You know? um, I think the NBA, because you know the NBA MVP award is pretty much you know a joke. It's it's pretty much a story award. Who has what player has a good story? That's who they give it to. And I really thought that they wanted uh, Luka Doncic to win the, the NBA MVP tied uh, MVP award. Uh, they put him on on Christmas against LeBron to showcase his talent. And uh, they haven't been doing I think there's six wins and seven losses right now. They haven't been doing so well. So I'm kind of surprised. Well, not surprised, but uh, I believe the NBA had high hopes for Luka Doncic and it just hasn't happened uh, for his team uh, right now. But of course, there's there's still time. What about you, B? Um, I'll tell you, at some point in time. I, I'm not. I've never. I've never really been able to jump full heartedly on the Chris Paul bandwagon as a team guy. Like he's always been an outstanding basketball player, but he, everywhere he's gone has been really good while he was there and fallen apart when he's left. The Clippers until they did their whole rebuild, right? Houston. Um, then he went to Oklahoma City, 
and they weren't there. And now he's got the Phoenix Suns playing, you know, playoff level basketball. Everyone's talking about he's a leader. At some point in time, he may be one of the greatest point guards who would ever win a championship. You know, him and John Stockton. Um, and I, I think it's surprising to me to see him go to yet another team and uh, have fit in really well and have all the players just say, uh, you know, how much he is helpful. And, and, and it's, it's an interesting sub story for me. I, I keep an eye on that a little bit. It's also interesting to see um, the Denver Nuggets play pretty poorly to start the season. I mean, them being seven and seven Joker's supposed to be the, one of the best uh, most efficient players in, in the game right now. And yet they can't find a way to, to beat some relatively average teams. Um, so that's a little, little interesting uh, in my opinion. He did the same you thing know, in New Orleans, What you said too. about Chris Paul. Yeah. Oh, good. Go ahead. No, I was Go just going to say okay. he did the same thing in New Orleans when he left. And then also um, – Yeah. He – the only – well, I mean, it's arguably you'd have to win the games, but we can uh, probably blame David Stern, rest in peace, for the reason he's not going to get a ring potentially. Go ahead, Coop. No, I was going to say, you know, what Brian was saying about Chris Paul is what amazes me about LeBron. LeBron is a guy – you put him on a team and he just kind of – fits on there and they just win games. That's not a very easy skill to do. You can put, you just can't put any player on any team and just expect it to work. It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen like that. LeBron has played on young teams, old teams, you know, championship teams, non-championship teams, city to city to city, uh, Miami, Cleveland, LA. And he just always seems to kind of fit in, know what he has to do and makes it work. And I think that's, I think that's a skill. Uh, that, you know, just most basketball players and most people uh, just don't have. And, and, and what Brian highlighted about Chris Paul, I mean, that's that's not easy to do because he's on a very young roster right now, very young. And they have been playing some really good basketball, the Phoenix Suns. They play really mature yeah. basketball that looks like, you know, you can tell that there's a factor, right? And they've had, what, three games postponed? Yeah. Um, the Phoenix Suns, right? Yeah. So. They've got, you know, they, they lost games to the lost as in have not been able to play games to the Hawks, Warriors and Pacers, uh, which will be three important games for them. If they're able to win those, it'll put them safely in there. Um, but, you know, the other other than that, you know, they have a loss to the Clippers and a loss to the Grizzlies and some others. But they've played. They beat the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Pelicans, um, the Kings, obviously, the Mavericks. And the Pacers, these are good teams. And the Raptors, these are good teams. They're quality yeah. wins. Yeah. yeah and some of them on the road, too. Some of them on the road. Yeah. They yeah. Were, which is big. They were playing, um, <coughs> Suns are playing good ball yeah. in the season as well. So Chris Paul was a good, you know, there was a nice pickup by them because they were already playing some pretty good ball in the bubble. Um, they won, like, all their games just to yeah. make it. And then now yeah. you add a vet like that. To, and they're playing – their style of basketball when you watch them play looks more mature. So there's there's – Tons of talent on the team, obviously, but in order to get over the hump, you you have to pull, you have to be able to play down the stretch and play that mature style and know how to close out games, and that's what Chris Paul's brought to an already super talented team. Yeah, and they're not giving up 120, 125, 130 points. They're not doing that anymore. They'll lose games, but they'll give up maybe 108, 106. You know, what I'm saying they have a couple 95 yeah. or something here or there, but they're actually getting some stops as well. They get young guys like them to play defense. That says a lot. Remember, they're just they're a couple years removed from AAU where they didn't play no defense. So you know, so that, that that's 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 something. Yeah, good points. Um, all right, so switching over to NFL. Um, what did you guys think about last week's games? Go ahead. 
Well, let's see. All right, so the full start, I guess, with the uh, the Saturday games. Uh, that was uh, L.A. Rams and Green Bay. In my point spread league, I took the Rams, and that was stupid. I said I said on this show that the the, the weather would affect them, and I think the weather did affect the Rams because they were a step slow, and Green Bay took full advantage uh, of it. I don't think they would have piled up that many yards if you know if it was in L.A. or if it was in better weather, but it was in Green Bay. Green Bay did what they had to do. Got to give them credit. Uh, they won the game. Uh, what about you, B? Um, so, you know, I was all in on the Packers on this one for a whole bunch of reasons. Wasn't surprised to see the the game kind of go the way it did. Um, you know, we both talked about how, you know, Goff wasn't very good last week and, and Cam Akers uh, kind of bailed them out. You can't go into Green Bay and expect to keep up on the offensive side with a team like Green Bay if you can't score. As good as the defense is in the Rams, you know, they needed more than that. So nothing real surprising there. Um, and, you know, it, it was for the first quarter, it looked like it might be a, a game. But then in the second quarter, uh, they just opened it up and never looked back. Yeah. yeah. People talk about defense, but in this game and in basketball, whoever scores the most points wins. So <laughs> exactly right. Have all the defense you want. Yeah. Glenn, you got any thoughts on this game? No, nah, this is what I thought was going to happen. Um, I had the Packers. Yeah. Too. You mean, yeah, we all had the Packers. Yeah, cold weather yeah. to a degree. And honestly, I didn't, I just think the the Rams defense is good, but you still got to score, right? Like you got kind of said. So I just didn't see how it was going to, they were going to be able to score enough. And it didn't really matter where they played. It actually probably would have been worse in Los Angeles to give Aaron Rodgers and that offense, you know, a nice warm field and a nice warm day um, could have been worse. So it, it was what I expected. Sorry to the homies that are Rams fans, but I just didn't see how y'all were going to do it with that. Um, and then after that game was um, the Bills and uh, Ravens. Bills and Ravens. Yeah, you want to go on that, B? Yeah. So I thought this game was going to be a hell of a lot more interesting than it was. I mean, 20 points total scored. Um, what, three missed field goals uh, by – uh, Tucker, uh, who has historically been one of the best kickers of all time. Uh, it was almost like watching the a Minnesota Vikings game from there for a while. But um, anyways, uh, I thought that the Ravens would find a way to pull it out. I wouldn't, I told, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills won, but I thought the Ravens would be able to find a way to pull it out. They didn't do it. Um, Josh Allen looked very good in yet another game. Uh, he didn't throw for a ton of yards. You know, he only threw for, for what, 200 yards or so. Um, and one touchdown, but they made the plays they needed to make. They, they got it down the field. Um, you know, Diggs was, was outstanding in, in, in his, in what he did. Uh, John Brown was also really good. Uh, and, and ultimately I think the better team won. Um, I know that that's not what I said would win, but I, I think the better team won this game. And, um, and that's the, that's the way these, these matchups are supposed to work out. Yeah, um, when I saw this game, I, I'm, I was disappointed. I thought there'd be more points scored as well. But Baltimore made the same mistake Pittsburgh did. You do not wait until the playoffs to change your offensive strategy. What you did in the regular season is what you need to do in the playoffs. Pittsburgh came in last week and wanted to start running the ball, something they haven't done all season. The Ravens came in and tried to make Lamar Jackson a pocket quarterback. And if anybody just watches Lamar Jackson even remotely close, he does not look comfortable doing that. And he's indecisive. That's not who he is. That's something they should probably work on next year, not in the first game or the second game in the playoffs. And that was their mistake. Uh, their offense only scored three points because of it, because that's just not what they're used to doing. 
I don't want to hear anything about how they need other receivers or whatever. When you have quarterbacks who don't throw particularly well and not inaccurate, you can have the best receivers in the world. If you can't get them the ball, it doesn't mean anything. I think that was a downfall for Baltimore, and I thought they would switch up their game plan in the second half, and they didn't. It was more of the same. Uh, I give credit to Buffalo for keeping them in check. Uh, I think the uh, when uh, you know Baltimore is not built to come from behind. They don't when they're down by ten points, the game is pretty much over. So when Baltimore was driving and they were down, I think I don't know four or seven or something like that. And then Lamar Jackson threw that pick in the end zone, and uh, you know that was pretty much the game right there. I don't think anybody thought Baltimore was going to come back after that because uh, they really don't have that ability. So you got to give Buffalo credit uh, for for that win. But uh, I just think it's more of a Baltimore's game plan, and then uh, then you know Baltimore then Buffalo playing like extremely well. But got to give Buffalo credit for winning. Yeah. Pretty much what I would I would say that too. It's kind of what I thought. I think you guys both took the Ravens in this game, right? But yeah. but both said mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much you know we're taking the Ravens. But if they lost, we wouldn't be surprised. And the line was the line read the same way, right? Um, yeah, yeah it was two and a half. I just mm. thought this was the Bills' time. Um, you know they got they got a, a nice balanced team. Uh, they're young, they're hungry. You know they got energy in the city behind them. They had fans in the stadium. Um, you know so it was, it was the perfect storm. And I just think they're a better team right now. Lamar. Definitely, I, I love Lamar because he's super electrifying and exciting. Um, but it's you know it gets kind of tough because we've seen in the last couple of years eventually you're going to have to throw the ball, um, and it just it, it gets tough if you can't scheme for him properly and can't make he, you can't make him run all the time. And it's just it's not going to last long term. But I just feel like the the Bills are too they're just too balanced, um, and I mean I'd kind of like to see them go all the way. So we'll see. Um, next game in the morning was the um, not the Bills, the Browns, Chiefs, Chiefs and the Browns. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I think what we all thought maybe didn't exactly happen how I think it would in the game. Uh, but what do you guys think? It happened exactly how I thought it was because I had I had I was playing a pool play and uh, I took so I, I picked the Chiefs to win with all of you. I picked the Browns in pool play because I had to pick against the spread because I thought it would be close enough and they weren't going to get the doors blown off of them. And I thought that I'd pick the under. Um, all of which came out to fruition. So um, I, this game was pretty much exactly what I thought it would be. I thought the Chiefs would let the Browns play with them because they've been doing that all season. We've been talking about that. They just always keep uh, the games more interesting than they need to be. This was this game was interesting all the way down to the end. Obviously, no one projected that Patrick Mahomes was going to get taken out of the game, and I really hope he's able to come back and healthy and play this week. But you know. Um, it, it, you know, made for the made for more interesting down the stretch, but you never want to see a player go out and get hurt. And he was clearly knocked out uh, when he was trying to get up off the ground. Um, Browns played not well enough. I don't know other, how other way to put it. it. You know, they, they were chucking the ball a lot in the, late in the game, trying to watch a, a big comeback. Um, I personally disagree with the the end zone um the the through the end zone uh touchback on that i i thought that that should have was a clear helmet to helmet hit um should have been a penalty uh it wasn't a penalty and then he fumbles as a result of the hit (coughs) excuse me and uh and ends up losing it through the end zone i mean that play ultimately was more than the difference in the game it's it's hard not to look at that and think that uh the, the Browns are a little little frustrated. Browns played, you know, okay, um, and the Chiefs move on, which I think we all expected. 
Yeah, everything was good on the covering aspect. There was number what, nineteen to three, ten point spread. Everything was good, and then once Mahomes went down, the offense got super conservative, and Cleveland came back in the second half. Kansas City only scored three points uh, in the second half, so I'm not sure what they're going to do when they play the Bills next week because I I have doubts that Mahomes will be even if he plays. He was already limping around in the first half, and now he has a concussion to deal with as well. So I'm not sure how healthy he's going to be. Um, but but go ahead, B. What are you saying? Oh, I was going to say, you know what's crazy is he only played a one and a half quarters. He still threw for 255 yards, and if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, he would have had the most yards still by every quarterback that played this weekend. Um, you know that's that's pretty remarkable. So I. It'll definitely be interesting if he comes back, uh, and I hope he does because obviously you want to play best against best. You want to see best against best as a fan uh, watching an NFL championship game. Yeah, yeah. In case he was just going up and down the field on Cleveland in the first half, of oh, course they set up for awesome. field goals. Yeah, they, they, they were set up for field goals a couple times, but they were the Kansas City couldn't stop them. I mean, uh, Cleveland couldn't stop them. And then once uh, you know Mahomes went out, you knew it was going to be a game. So. Uh, you know, Kansas City barely pulled it out and, uh, you know, they're moving on. But, you know, uh, they were talking about uh, the NFL should postpone, probably think about postponing the game if Mahomes couldn't play. Um, as a, as no a fan, as a fan, I don't know people were talking about They said the NFL should do that. Uh, as a fan, I would love to see Mahomes play, but if, but if he can, oh, well, I mean, it's just part of the game. Injuries, you got to move on. Yeah. I don't think they should postpone the game. Yeah, no, you, you should. <clears throat> I don't. I don't even see that mentioned anywhere, other than maybe super fandoms who are nuts. But that was never going to happen. That's not even. <laughs> no, yeah. That's not even a real thought for, for right for football. I actually exactly. thought um, Chad Henney came in and played pretty solidly. I mean, he threw that one long pick to former Raider uh, Carl Joseph, but um, he didn't but, put any points up, right? Um, they scored. I think, I think they, they, they scored a field goal in the second yeah, half. That's all. Yeah, they got. that's only three points. Right. That's all they had. I mean, watching them play, they kept the ball out of Cleveland's hand for a bit. They weren't like punting. They just weren't able to, to move the ball as much. Um, they did punt, like I think once, maybe twice, but he looked solid. He had a good run, you know, a couple of, a couple of okay passes. I mean, enough to not go in there and be like, this is completely terrible. If he starts, I don't know how that looks because the Bills are, are not pretty nice. Um, and the Chiefs uh, defense is cool, yeah, but them, it's them, not good. Them two-yard passes ain't going to work. I would say, well, <laughs> I mean, when you're – sure, he was six for eight. But yeah. you know, six for six, uh, six for eight for sixty-six yards and one pick, it, it not really, yeah. um, not really going to be a, a playoff football team. I mean, that's not that's unless you're, you know, not unless they're playing Jacksonville next week. Yeah, but, coming in late, um, ten yard, you know, ten yard average. Um, they were, I mean, they were moving the ball. Plus that run that was big at the end, um, and then he had the fourth down pass. So I mean, it's Andy Reid. A lot of it's Andy Reid's scheme, but. I mean, he didn't. He could have came in and looked terrible because they were damn close to losing that game. Honestly, if, if the Browns could have moved the ball at all on that last drive, they would have been in a good position yeah. to win that game. But they stalled out and punted. I think they punted. Yeah, I think they they punted. And they yeah. shouldn't have punted. They shouldn't have went for it. Yeah, it didn't matter anyway, yeah. right? Like it's you got Chad Henney in there anyway. You know, if you're you're already losing, it's the end of the season anyway. Uh, but they couldn't move the ball regardless. So uh, you know, three plays. I think they got a couple yards. It just they didn't have it. Did see a couple of nice throws by uh, Baker Mayfield. I just you know they're not there, but still that's a great season for Cleveland, right? Way yeah, way for Cleveland, better, yeah, way great better season. than anyone could have expected. So uh, yeah. to they that. beat Pittsburgh, so right now that's good for them. Yeah, Pitts Pittsburgh <clears throat> beat themselves, but whatever right. all season because yeah. they were kind of trash. But anyway, um, you got the last game, which Bucks. I think was Bucks and Saints. Yeah, yeah, probably you know best game. Um, it was it was 
fun to watch. Um, you got the Hall of Fame quarterbacks and Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Um, I thought that game and the Ravens Bills were were the exciting ones to me. But what you guys um, what you guys take away from that game? Sure. I'll, I'll start this one. Um, we both, me, actually, me and Brown, we both had Tampa Bay this game. Um, I, I've told you guys before, I've seen the Saints lose in the playoffs like all the time. So this Orleans. loss just, just doesn't surprise me. They always lose at home. I, the, I think the Saints are a good team. I just don't think they're as great as everybody tries to make them. Um, you know, their offense, you know, stalls usually in the playoffs and it stalled again. Uh, they didn't, they only scored seven points in the second half, uh, none in the fourth. Uh, you know, you got to get Tampa, Tampa Bay. It's just they just have a lot of uh, I think they just have more horses than uh, New Orleans. And I think they have more horses than uh, the Green Bay, just more ballers on the team. And I think that ultimately proved to be the difference. And this is why Tom Brady uh, went to Tampa Bay. It was for the weapons. He never wanted to leave New England, but New England couldn't get weapons and Tampa Bay had them. And so that's why he's there. And uh, now he's in the NFC title game. B. Um. So it's going to be weird. I, I, I disagree with so much that you said, but at the same time, we both came out in the same place, right? So the reason that I thought and what this game was going to be a, a Tampa Bay victory was because I saw it last week, and you and I have been talking about it for a season or so. Drew Brees was done. And the story of this game was just how done Drew Brees was. It was almost <laughs> sad to watch this be possibly one of the greatest quarterbacks of our time's last game reminiscent of what Peyton Manning looked at at the end of his career. I hope he doesn't come back next year because he'll do the same thing where he looks great throughout the season. And this season he didn't have to be got, you know, they had the injury for uh, again, right? He had an injury this year. He got an injury last year. So he didn't have to play the full season. So he looked good in spots and then he got to the playoffs and his arm was done. He was 19 for 34 for 134 yards. He played the yep. whole game, 134 yards with three interceptions. He was a 38 QBR, uh, sorry, a 31 uh, QBR rating and a 38 quarterback rating. Abysmal. James, uh, you know, uh, James Winston only had one throw for 56 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> um, anyways, it, it was it was just tough to watch. I actually think that talent wise, the Saints still have more. Uh, Alvin Kamara is an absolute beast. Um, you know, Michael Thomas, absolute beast. Uh, and he didn't even get on the on the board. He only had four targets. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is very good. Jared Cook is very good. Um, but uh, I just thought that that there's no way they were going to be over um, overcome the Drew Brees' arm going going numb or whatever you want to call it. And it looked like it did it last week, and they got through it. And this week he was going to be exposed. Tom Brady wasn't exactly outstanding. He was just efficient. He played the same way he played in the New England Patriots games in the playoffs over the last couple of years. He wasn't outstanding. He wasn't the reason why they were winning games. It was actually just solid football on both sides. Um, Tom Brady threw for 200 yards and two touchdowns. That's great. Uh, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, you know, rushed for 120 some odd yards. That's, that's good, good, solid football. Tampa Bay uh, was able to get to the next game. Uh, and I, I imagine we're about to talk about what we think is going to happen next. Uh, Glenn, what did you think about the, the the Saints Bucks. I think, you, yeah. No, Go ahead. I don't have the Bucks. I was tripping. Um, I remember at the end of the because I was saying one of these. I, I think I went against you guys on the Ravens and Bills. Um, but we all had the um Bucks, and you were saying, did I want to take the Saints to you know break the break the you know so one of us would have the Saints, and I was like, nah, I can't bet against Brady in the playoffs. And, That's right. And I was right. Mm -hmm. Um, Breeze. 
I mean, he had he threw a couple picks, couple errant passes, a few. Um, I want to say most of them were off the hands of receivers, um, or you know, a lot of those turnovers were fumbles. They just they just turned the ball over too much. They he just, threw some ducks. Yeah, they just weren't <laughs> there, man. Like um, it just it just didn't look good. Um, I just I didn't see how they were gonna. You know, I know they won during the season and all that, but it's a different animal once you get here. And I just knew Brady wasn't gonna not with this on the line. He wasn't gonna go. I think probably the funniest thing I saw. Shout out to Jelani and the Cowboys fans saying how um, how many Tom NFC Brady championships got more NFC yeah he's been to yeah. exactly since like ninety whatever um, ninety nine or something yeah. like that, and it's like one compared to zero for the Cowboys, and he's been in the, in yeah. the NFC one year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it was last twenty four years the Cowboys yeah. haven't been in the NFC title game, and then Tom Brady is in one season. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he had you a know. better team, right? And the defense, which I thought was, you know, um, they they have a pretty solid defense, uh, and they showed it. They definitely they played well. They well, were they were on top. Yeah, of it. They, yeah. Their defensive game plan was pretty much to take out Michael Thomas. I mean, you saw that from the very beginning. Oh, he had no catches. Limit, I don't think. Limit Michael Thomas. But they were causing turnovers. They were punching the ball out. They were, and then mm-hmm. every time they turned it over, they gave Brady good field position, and he scored a touchdown. That's how you win games. Yeah. Period. So yeah. I just didn't. And they lost twice away. against them in the regular season as well. So it's hard to beat them three times. Yeah. Even the the two losses were, I mean, you know, they got smoked so bad. I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of tough to do that. I mean, you know, the Raiders beat the Saints early in the year, and then we almost beat the Bucks too. You know, that, and that that ain't no real indication. So uh, I thought it was it went how I thought it would. It was an entertaining game, which was cool. You know, down to the end, the, the trick play uh, was funny. The New Orleans trick play was actually the same play that Chicago ran on them the week previous. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah. It was like the exact same play design. But um, it's yeah, to Brian's point about Drew Brees, um, people were saying the same thing people were saying about Drew Brees. This game was what they were saying after the Raider game and towards the beginning of the season. Drew Brees' yard per, per attempt was only 3.9. And that's what they were saying. He doesn't throw the ball pretty much too far. It's very short and uh, the arm is looking weak. And so everything that they were talking about at the beginning of the season pretty much cropped up this game. And uh, that was pretty much a detriment of the New Orleans Saints in this game. Yeah, that kind of what I thought. So going forward, um, you know, we're at the championship Sunday, right? So who yeah. do you guys Tampa Bay, Green Bay is the first game. Yeah, what do you what do you guys mm-hmm. think? Who you got, B? Green Bay. Easy. Mm-hmm. I know okay. I should I never want to bet against Brady, but I'm betting against him this time because Green Bay looks like the best team in, in football right now. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay based on the strength of the offense and defensive line play. I think that's going to control this game just like it controlled the first game they played. Yeah, I know. I know what I just said about Tampa Bay too, and not betting against Brady. But I got Green Bay too. I just don't see. Um, I mean, at home, you know, Brady's played in the cold. That's true. You know, I'm not saying that Brady. It's not a problem. Yeah, it's not going to impact him. Yeah, but the Here's rest of that. Well, sorry, guys. The rest of that team isn't um, necessarily Tom Brady's. You know what I mean? So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Green Bay's playing great football. Um, Devontae Adams is a monster. Rodgers is filthy. Uh, Jones is running crazy. Tongan looks good. The line looks solid. The defense is is good enough. I just I don't know. I got them. It's gonna be a good game though. Um, but I got I got Green Bay coming out of it at, yeah. at home. It's a, it's got an over under fifty one. So Vegas clearly thinks there's gonna be points. And if I had to pick one of those, I'd pick the over. Yeah, I'll take the over too. Yeah, word up. So uh, on the even though the first game went under, but yeah, I would take the over too. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's, it's a different animal. 
Um, and we'll see. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's, it's going to be different, but I, I think it'll be a good game. And then for the AFC side, you got the Bills and the Chiefs. What do you guys think? Go first on this one. Man, it's a three-point spread. I don't think Mahomes is going to be healthy. Uh, Kansas City's been kind of shaky most of the season. Um, it all depends on Mahomes. Though, but like I said, I just don't think he's going to be that healthy. And I think that Buffalo uh, pulls this out on the strength that Mahomes is not going to be 100%. So I'm going to go ahead and take the upset and take Buffalo. So I will say at the time we are recording this on Tuesday, Mahomes is listed as questionable, and I do not believe that he will be able to play given what I've seen with with those types of head injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I re- so you know I will tell you that if if Mahomes can't play, Buffalo is going to mop the floor with Kansas City. Um, if if Mahomes can play, um, I probably would have picked Kansas City, but because I can only make one pick. I'm taking Buffalo and the three points um, to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, it's unfortunate that Mahomes isn't healthy. This would have been an, an absolutely amazing game um, to see two really exciting offenses, uh, great play calling that's been going on so far this season. Uh, it would have been a great game. Everyone healthy, I think KC's the better team. Uh, given the circumstances, I think Buffalo will, finds a way to win it. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it depends on Mahomes to me too. Um, I hope he plays, and I hope he's healthy enough to play, not just you know yeah. out there to prove that he's tough, which you know I, I think he is. But I hope he's actually there at full strength, because like Brian said earlier, you know you want to see best versus best. Um, I think it's a good matchup. You know, this isn't to me one of those situations where like if if they get down by a bunch of points, like last year they did on the on the Texans. I don't know if it's going to be as easy to come back on this team, but. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, it depends to me on if if Mahomes plays, I got the Chiefs. If he doesn't, I got the Bills. Um, and the Bills still could win, they because they play a hell of a game. And Josh Allen is a, is a, is a he can ball, and I like him with Diggs. Um, I like their energy. I like you know they can run the ball enough. Um, they got some other receivers too. It's not like you know they can they can make key catches. So I don't know. You put Mahomes in there though, a whole different beast. So hopefully he plays because it'll be a good game. But I don't yeah, know. I, I'll, I'll go, just so I'm on the record, I think that if Mahomes, even if Mahomes plays, I don't think he's got enough given everything that's gone on yeah. and his, where his head's going to be. So I don't think he's ever going to – I don't think he's going to play and be 100%. That's why I think it'll be the Bills either way. Gotcha. Because I don't think Casey's has an opportunity to bring their best with Mahomes, you know, clearly not practicing yet. Um, and this is a big game. Practice? To not. We talking yeah. about practice? Yeah, oh, man. I yeah, think, I think yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't, yeah, I don't think Mahomes will be 100. Plus, he was limping around last game too, so that he has a leg issue of some sort, right? He has to. Like yeah, he had Lamar. He was he was he was still chucking it. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> right. And yeah, it ain't like he needs. Like, he's not he Lamar Jackson. He that well, though, but yeah. yeah. When your head is bubble gum, man, and you're getting headaches and and all that, like concussions, you even when you can play through them, and I have not had one that I know of. But even when you can play through them, you're just not right. right. And so even if they put him on the field, he's not going to be right, in my opinion. And that's why I just think that the Bills, they're they are healthy. Um, they're playing well. They're hungry for sure. They're, in a, they're hungry. They're in a situation that's not – you know, playing in Kansas City and playing in Buffalo, it's not a huge difference when there's no fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that – Vegas kind of gave them, you know, they gave KC three points. 
which is like the standard three points that you get at home. Those three points do not exist this year, right? I mean, I don't understand how this is how how KC is even favored. So you know, you if from an uh, from that perspective, you got to take Buffalo in the three. <laughs> give me yeah. you, know, you give me three points anytime on well, a team yeah, that I think would win on the money line. Yeah, and during COVID, they said home field advantage is now one one to half. one. Yep, yeah, one so one. Yep, that, that's what you I got to kind of take the three. So yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yep. word up. So, all right, that's um. I mean, that's kind of our preview for that. So we'll see how it goes. Um, we're at our last segment, uh, minute to win it. If it's cool, guys, I was just going to start it off real quick. Of course. Um, I just wanted to for mine. I just wanted to give a shout out to Willie O'Ree, uh, first black NHL player. Actually, there's a documentary on Peacock. A friend of mine has a the Peacock uh, streaming service, and I I was getting it so I can watch the rest of the office. And saw this on there, but he's a, the first black player in the NHL, um, NHL Hall of Fame. Um, and I mean, he make he paves the way for, you know, every black boy or girl or, or boy or girl of color who want, you know, who wanted to play hockey. And there's there's professional hockey players in the league now. Um, they still deal with a lot of that BS, probably not as bad as he did, but it's still, you know, it ain't it ain't perfect. It ain't sweet out here. But, you know, shout out to to um, trailblazers like him who who paved the way. And that, that was mine. So you guys go for it. Good. All right. Well, uh, we've tomorrow's inauguration day. Uh, I hope everyone is safe. I hope we all make it through, uh, get to the other side of, of this, this destructive force in, um, in Donald Trump. But, uh, you know, I just want to say, Hey, uh, hats off to the, the Buffalo bills and bills mafia. What a classy act. Um, when they saw, you know, Lamar was hurt, uh, after the game, uh, they, you know, since, uh, since, uh, what is it? 300 and some odd thousand dollars in donations his way. Um, that's, that's a classy thing to do. I think that it's, it's respectable to compete on the field and, and be a colleagues off of it. Uh, and that's what I saw them do. Um, and then, you know, that's about it. Uh, just hope that tomorrow goes well. Everyone stays safe um, and we don't have any craziness and we can all start looking forward to a, a better future. Yeah, I don't have much. I just uh, want to give a shout out to De- Deshaun Watson, who's a quarterback. I've, I've always loved watching since college and I know he wants to uh, to leave. Well, don't know personally, but I believe he wants to leave the Houston Texans. And um, if he does, I want him to go uh, to a situation where he can, win games immediately, not join, you know, any rebuild projects, but join an organization with a good coach where he can win games immediately so he can get the respect. I think that uh, he deserves, I think, in my opinion, he's a top five quarterback in the league and nobody really talks about him as a top five, maybe top 10, but I just think he's that good and so fun to watch. So I'm just hoping he does the right thing for his career. I noticed that Andre Johnson spoke out against the Houston Texans organization. Andre Johnson is not really a talker. So if he says something, then you know it must be something really bad. So I'm hoping Deshaun waves no trade clause to go to a good team so he can start winning games and just get the uh, recognition that he deserves as a, as a really, really good quarterback. That's all. That was so diplomatic. You know you can't be uh, fine for tampering, right? You could just say you want him on your squad. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Like, I'll be glad to give up whatever we need <laughs> yeah. to get a dynamic quarterback. That was so good. Like I, I like how you did that. But you can't be fine for tampering, bro, so you can say whatever you want. But no, I'm with you. Um, yeah, respect. So thanks anybody who checks us out. Sports Counterpoints podcast. We will check you out next time. Peace.